Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration is to remind you of an important fact about God. He is the Lord of the Breakthrough. Sometimes, you know, we need to be reminded of this when we feel stuck in life or we worry that we won't reach a goal or we fear that we won't overcome a certain natural or spiritual obstacle. In our forgetful and fretful moments, life feels hard, anxiety producing and so stressful. But I believe God sent you here today to remind you that he has power to move mountains and he will ensure that you receive the breakthrough that you need if you'll only trust him. Welcome to this year, Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. I am your host, Deanna Hobbs, your bestie from Buffalo, who is both delighted and honored that you are hanging out with me again to receive another encouraging word. Like, what is today? Is today day 15? Is it day 15? No. Was that yesterday? Is today, what, day 16? I don't know. But I'm just so excited because we're into week four, right? Y'all know that. Y'all know that, Lord willing, if he gives me strength, it's it's going to be a, a whole, like, month of podcasting just uh, interrupted and every single day I told y'all I can't let nobody steal my joy I, I'm so excited because God is good you know how um the bible story is kind of eluding me but you know the woman who had the the alabaster box full of oil and you know that song that says that you don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box and like people were criticizing her for for pouring that oil out on Jesus and and um, saying that she was wasting it because it was expensive. And, you know, me pouring out all this joy and enthusiasm and excitement might feel like so extra, but ugh, you don't know the cost of like the oil, like what it cost me to to really get to the place where I could do this. And um, well, like, let me stop because I, I might literally for real like start crying. I'm so happy. And I, I just shoot, man. Thank y'all for praying for me. Thank you for celebrating me. Thank you for, for, for being joyful with me. This is, is such a beautiful thing. And, and I, I couldn't give God more thanks. I just, I don't even know what to say, as you can tell, but I am so glad that I am here and you are here with me, besties, because y'all be helping me and I know you love me. I want to thank my besties who helped me keep up with the uh, number of days in a row that God has been helping me out with this podcasting. I lose track and I am every bit as amazed as, well, I don't really know what I was trying to say or what analogy I was trying to make. But I'm just amazed and astounded that you are here. How about that? Y'all are so good to me, especially when I get down on myself. My besties stay lifting me up. You be like, you is kind. You is smart. You is important. <laughs> Some of y'all be laughing with me too. My bestie Latasha yesterday told me in the comments, I'm so weak, bestie. You in this shower caddy? <laughs> 
ain't gonna worry me. And she had all these laughing emojis. And then my own children, namely Kaya, I told y'all it'd be your own kids. She had me tickled talking about yesterday's podcast. But it really is so much fun to be able to laugh with you and share with you. I love y'all so much, man. We are family. I got all my sisters with me. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) We're not going to start with the terrible jukebox today. Okay. But Bestie, you know what? I didn't realize. I didn't realize that Sunday the 20th was the first day of spring until it had already passed. So I'm late saying happy spring. Here in Buffalo, though, it may or may not feel like the season has changed. Like for this weekend around Saturday, the forecast is actually calling for a low of 26 degrees. I mean, see how Buffalo do? It'll be 50 degrees one day and then snow in the next. So today I think it's supposed to reach a high like 48. So there's that. In Buffalo, you walk out and it's 48 degrees and we'd be like, oh, it's nice out here because it gets frigid. But I'm just happy to be alive in whatever season and um, able to come to you again and share encouragement with our besties from around the world because all of your support, you're so consistent, man. You help us meet humanitarian needs through our 501c3 nonprofit and keep these inspirations flowing, available, and and um, online and on select radio stations as a free resource, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube.com forward slash Deanna Hobbs, your daily cup of inspiration.com, and wherever podcasts are heard. Also, the podcast, it pops up on my Facebook page at Deanna.Hobbs. I be seeing some of my besties over there that greet me in the morning. Thank you. It really does put a smile on my face. And um, y'all know what blessed me is it's this testimony that the ministry got from one of our besties, Uchechi. And I hope I'm saying that the right way from, from Nigeria. Now, I shared her testimony in yesterday's newsletter, but I want to make sure I share it on air today too, because it's so important to see how God just uses the ministry to bless people, right? So Uchechi wrote, all praises be to Jesus Christ, our King. I grew up in a household that practiced tribal religions, but when I got old enough, I was interested in Christian religion, but I had never had a true relationship with God. Fast forward to three years ago, I was looking up information online and found your website. At first, I was interested. Then I was inspired. Then I was moved in a way I could not explain. Hmm. Your faith inspirations in written and audio form were a big part of me developing a true walk with Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Some of my family does not approve but making Jesus the Lord of my life was the best decision. I thank God for all the resources I was able to find through your ministry. See, besties, stuff like this, glory to God. It just boggles my mind and makes me more grateful than I have the words to express. Like the Lord is saving souls. And isn't that what it's all about? Look, Uchechi, thank you for sharing your beautiful testimony 
And we all going to be praying for the salvation of your family, too. We know that God is able. And can we get a show enough good praise break right here? And inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow in their faith. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org donate. Thank you for your generosity. All right, all right. Look at what God is doing. Ain't he all right, bestie? Um, Paul, Bishop Paul Morton be like, ain't he all right? Something like that. <laughs> but he is all right. We got to get into today's devotion, but first, a prayer. God, um, you are all wise, all knowing and all powerful. And I just thank you for how you sent this person to press play for a special and very specific reason. You told me you have a word for them, and, and I trust you. Even though I'm weak and feeble, you are strong and mighty and are able to take the words I say and cause them to penetrate the deep places in their heart that need this word. And so I believe that it's already done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bestie, 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 God and I, uh, we had a serious talk yesterday. We really did. I was, I was feeling embarrassed about my behavior on my podcast yesterday. I mean, as I often do, I have a tough time just raining in my brain, like once it gets going. And if new Deanna is determined to cut up that day, it's going to happen. And when I get that way, things like the, the silliest things are funny to me or I lose my train of thought easily or I might be inappropriate sometimes or e- even a little more turned up, so to speak, than I even I want to be, right? So my husband, Kenya, came home yesterday talking about, hey, I just came to shoot my shot <laughs> and bust out laughing and uh, he had listened to the podcast. And at another time, he called me ashy ankles and said, you ain't got no alibi. And bro, <laughs> I literally took my blanket on my bed. Now, if you ain't listened to the podcast yesterday, you ain't gonna know what I'm talking about. Um, But I took my blanket on my bed and I just covered my head with it because I was embarrassed. I was so ashamed. Like, sis... Why can't you act better than that? But you know what? Honestly, I I almost always nowadays just feel the need to apologize for my existence, for my behaviors, for the way I do or don't say things. But y'all, yesterday, God spoke to me so clearly and said, stop explaining yourself and justifying yourself and just do my will. And I thought, but 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 God, I feel like Deanna, she needs an explanation. You know what? Never mind. 
Let me get another word because I'm not about to tangle with my tongue today. Uh, I was like, New Deanna needs a, um, a disclaimer. Yeah, let's let's say that because of all the ways my new brain is unpredictable. And, and God said flat out, no. He he was like, I chose you, not, not someone else. I chose you knowing your tendencies, your shortcomings, your limitations, all that stuff. And if I chose you to represent me the way you are, then who are you to argue with me? Well, bestie, what was I supposed to say to that? I mean, my brain was trying to rationalize it, rationalize it, right? And just lobby to to stay in the same mode of thinking. But my spirit was like, I can't help you, sis. It's above me now. God spoke. The best Western is next door. Y'all remember? <laughs> Y'all remember that lady did that man so bad. Then she was trying to stay at the hotel. He said, it's above me now, boo. But my new brain was like, I had a horrible day and I need to stay here in this place of self-justification and explaining myself. And, and again, my spirit was like, it's above me now. It's a no for me, sis. It's a strong no. Because, bruh, God had let me know. And my spirit immediately just sort of fell into alignment. But my flesh was still trying to make excuses and justifications for why I need excuses and justifications and and warning labels and, and disclaimers. My spirit was like, boo, it's two places I'm not finna go with you in 22. And that's back and forth, bloop, and did a hair flip. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I see how this is. This is a whole ambush today. So so we just going to come for my neck. And God also said, no, nah, let, let me um, let you, I'm, I'm going to let you in my business, bestie. That's what I'm trying to say. Because at this point, y'all know all my stuff. And, and I ain't finna be corny and let you see just the good stuff. But but here, I wrote this down. And bro, God said to me, I am not embarrassed of you. That's a personal hangup. You feel embarrassed. But don't project your issues of accepting new Deanna onto me. You are fully loved, fully accepted, and fully, fully endorsed by me. What else is there? What else matters? Bro, did God just like say to me, that sounds like a you problem, sis. Um, Yeah, <laughs> he did. He was like, you embarrassed? That's personal. He really did me like that. And I was like, wow, okay, I see how it is. And then after a little bit of the resistance wore off, you know how we get defensive, back get all straight, arms folded, lips all tight. But after I release some of that face and neck tension we get, when somebody says something we don't want to hear, we be tight, literally. I really thought about what he was saying. Like, dummy, God said he loved you and accept you. And you know what? When I dropped my defenses, it, it just made me emotional. Honestly, bro, I was like, word, God, for real? Don't nobody say word no more, do they? We used to say word or or word up when I was in high school in the 90s. Man, forget y'all. I'm 40-something years old. And no, I don't remember my age today, but I am in my 40s. And so being cool is not a priority. I'm an auntie now. <laughs> I sit at the table and watch the purses. So forget y'all. But you know what, y'all? Ava DuVernay. Y'all know the amazing director of um, When They See Us. The 13th, Selma, 
she's just incredible. By the way, y'all, when they see us on Netflix, broke me down. I, I couldn't even finish watching. I, I was for real a wreck. I, I, I did finish Selma and I boohoo. You hear me? It was just so emotional. But anyway, the incredible Ava DuVernay. Don't like for nobody to be calling her auntie. Do y'all remember when she said that? She did. She said it in an interview because she's in her 40s too. And she said she don't like people calling her Auntie Ava on Twitter. She was like, stop that. Because why? Am I that old? Because I don't feel that old. But sometimes for me, since my brain's memories are old, I do feel old. Because my lingo and slang and all that be so out of date. Although I do know a lot of the modern memes, too, because I told you, Bestie, my brain nowadays is a sponge. So I I just pick up stuff so quick for for better or worse. But back to what I was saying, Um, when I stopped being just defensive with God, I, I felt grateful and challenged. I felt loved and put in check at the same time. I mean, It bruised my ego a little bit because I wanted him to cater to my feelings more. But I know God is right. I mean, well, of course he is. That's kind of a dumb statement. (laughs) I'm more so trying to say that his will and his way is best. Even if my flesh and my emotions find it difficult to just kind of fall in line, right? And bestie, I got to tell you something, though. God ain't just stop with me. Nah, nah, nah. He told me to challenge you, too. Yep, sure did. You got to join me on this journey of believing and embracing the truth that God loves you and accepts you. So you can fully and just wholeheartedly embrace the person he created you to be. Otherwise, it'll make us weak minded and unable to do as well. And we'll shrink when we walk in a room and we'll apologize for our existence or our perceived flaws, but but God wants you and me to be bold and courageous. Because look, here's the thing. We all go through stuff in life, right? Rejections, transitions and changes. Some we like, some we don't. We have areas we want to grow and get better in, and that's fine. Growing is good. Changing is not a bad thing, especially when you let God transform you by the renewing of your mind, like in Romans 12 and 2. But when it comes to that superficial stuff, like what I look like, what I sound like, what education I do or don't have, how much money I do or don't have in the bank, what kind of car I drive, what kind of house I live in, whether or not I have the respect of my peers, you know, that laundry list of don't matter stuff that our culture teaches us to elevate to this like supreme level of importance, that stuff will hurt your ability to walk in destiny. For real, you you can't be scared to show up as the person God calls you to be. That's what he told me yesterday and what he told me to tell you today. And I, I need some water because don't I always? Mouth be dry. Okay, so I wrote down what God said. And uh, he talked to me quite a bit. I needed it too. I, I really did. I'm just, I'm gonna be honest. No cap. I needed it. But he said, you know, you can't be a timid soldier in my army and do my work. I was like, oh, well, get me together then. Nah, for real. God was like, boo-boo, 
All that being timid and scared and ashamed, get rid of that. It's not a good look. It's giving grasshopper. It's giving the 12 Israelite spies in Numbers 13 and 1 through 33 not being able to go in the promised land because they saw the giants and was intimidated, even though I said I gave them the land and said that. And then they said that they were grasshoppers in their own eyes. Only two, Joshua and Caleb, believed God. That's a mess. God was like, I don't like it. It's not giving what it's supposed to give. It's giving the disciples on the boat panicking when they saw the storm in Luke 8 and 22 through 25 before they knew I had power to speak to the storm and make it calm down. But God was like, sis, you know better, though. You know me like, you know, my power. Bestie, won't God give you a whooping? I mean, in the most loving way ever, he was tearing my hips up while telling me, I love you. He, I mean, he hit me with that speech black parents give their kids before wearing them out. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Or I'm doing this because I love you. <laughs> like, really? I don't know. Seriously? So one of the most embarrassing whoopings I ever got from my natural daddy, it happened, bruh, right in the sanctuary at church. I was probably like eight. And I was sitting with one of my friends. We were acting silly, giggling. You know, daddy got my attention, squinted his eyes and tightened his lips and wagged his finger at me three times. And that meant quit talking. And I knew it. I, I got the message. But you know how it is when you're a kid, you forget real fast, right? And it's easy to get caught up in your foolishness. So as I was in the middle of laughing with my friend again, bro, I ain't even see my daddy coming. All I felt <laughs> is somebody yanked me up by the arm and just start whooping me. I felt daddy's hands before I saw his face. And I think it hurt my feelings more than it hurt my behind. But then y'all, daddy did something even worse. After he finished whooping me, like in front of everybody at church bestie, it got so quiet in there. Everybody was just looking at me. Daddy going to say, now, now testify. Now, I was heaving and struggling to catch my breath. And I looked over at him standing there scowling at me while tears was running down my face. And I was nearly hyperventilating like, bro, you can't be serious right now. Like, have some mercy. Dang. You already done embarrassed me in a way that, you know, at the time I thought I was never going to be able to recover from because, you know, my eight year old reputation was so important. <laughs> but I never want to show my face again. And he said, I said, testify. You want some more? You know what that mean? When black parents say you want some more, that mean you want you want me to whip your butt some more. So, bro, I was like, I give honor to God who is the head of my life. You know how you be doing when you <laughs> when you little crying. I was like, I thank the Lord for being here for me. Save, sanctify, and feel with the friends, Holy Ghost. Bruh, one of the worst moments. <laughs> one of the worst moments of my life. Why parents, why we whoop our kids and then tell them to hush your mouth? <laughs> hush your mouth. I give you something to cry for. <laughs> one time, 
My, my son could die. My oldest son, he said he was younger. I spanked him. And I, I kind of remember it, actually. He, he said I spanked him. And I told him to hush your mouth. <laughs> and he was like, I'm crying because it hurt. <laughs> like, what you want me to do, psycho? Oh, my goodness. But my daddy, he wore me out in that sanctuary. And... um. It wasn't good. But anyway, um, he ain't had to do me like that. He, he really, he, he ain't had to do me like that. Uh, but at least when I got whooped yesterday, God did it privately. Now I'm on here confessing. But Jesus was like, Deanna, it's time for you to step into to the rightful place I called you to occupy. Uh, being timid and scared, don't even look right on you. Don't you know who you are in me? And God ain't just talking to me, bestie. I told you, why you shaking your head and being like, yep, wow, that's good. Get her, Jesus. He got that belt for you, too. He about to get your hips. And, bro, God sent me right back to Judges 7 and 3 that I was just reading a few days ago. And he told me to read what he told Gideon to tell his soldiers and his army of 32,000 men when they were gearing up to fight the Midianites. And let me read what God told Gideon to say, bro. That verse says, therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. Now, how's that for a most mo- now? How's that for a motivational speech? That's what I was trying to say. And a pep talk like God said, if you skirt, go home, period. And in that same verse, bestie, it says 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 who were willing to fight. I said, dang, 22,000 of them jokers was like, yep, I'm the cowardly lion. I'm the cowardly lion and I'm about to get off this yellow brick road. Bye, y'all. I'm going to be praying for you in this battle against the Midianites, but I ain't got this to do. And they went home just like that. (laughs) But one of my favorite scriptures is Joshua 1 and 9. And it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord. Your God will be with you wherever you go. He says strong and courageous, not self-deprecating and shameful, strong and courageous, not timid and cowardly, strong and courageous. And that's what David had to be in 2 Samuel 5. Um, So in this chapter, he had finally got to become king after Saul tried killing him all that time. Finally, it was his season. He was 30 years old and he got to be king, but immediately he had battles to fight. You know, Um, people want to be in the big chair, but they don't want to fight no battles. But I promise you, if you're going to be in a leadership role, oh, oh, the enemy is going to come for you. And so David's first battle was against the Jebusites. They were so disrespectful, bruh, and so condescending to David. Nah, for real. They told him, and I'm quoting them, you will not get in here. Even the blind and the lame can ward you off. I mean, for real. They was talking out the side of their neck at the new king because they really believed that about David. They thought he couldn't infiltrate and take and, and overtake them. But that's what the Jebusites. But what do you know? That's what the Jebusites thought about him. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. But what mattered most ain't what the Jebusites thought about David, right? Huh? Come on, somebody. Come on, church. It's what David thought about himself and his God that mattered. And you know what happened? David did infiltrate. 
and captured what they thought he couldn't. They was like, David can't get in here. But you know what, besties? This place called the Fortress of Zion. Listen to this. This was originally an ancient Jebusite fortress. It was in the city of Jerusalem. David captured it and he overtook it and he made it a possession of Israel and built the royal palace there. And Zion, which is Jerusalem, became that the seat of power in Israel's kingdom. The fortress of Zion was renamed the city of David, period. Now, most of us who read the Bible automatically associate Zion and Jerusalem with Israel and assumed it was always that way. But no, the first time we hear of Zion is right here in this scripture in, in chapter five of Second Samuel. And it belonged to the Jebusites, enemy forces who thought David couldn't handle them. But David took it over for the kingdom and named it the city of David. Now, if that ain't a boss move, I don't know what a boss move is. But you can't make boss moves for God and be scared. <laughs> right? You can't. That's what God's trying to get me to see. That's what he's trying to get you to see. Bestie, bestie, it's the enemy's job. Listen to me. It's the enemy's job to taunt you. Like in these moments of clarity that I have, I know these things, right? It's his job to undermine you and make you feel like you can't do something. You ain't gonna never be nothing. You ain't gonna reach that goal. You gonna always get rejected. You undesirable, you incompetent, you less than, you ain't worthy. That's the devil's job. But you gotta be like David and be bold and willing to take new territory for the kingdom and just go. God has been dealing with me about new territory. And the devil be like, how you and your broken brain gonna reach more souls for the kingdom? Girl, if you don't go sit yourself down, but you know what? The devil done lost because God done had a good talk with your girl. And anyway, bestie, I noticed that God is increasing my capacity. Really, like the Lord is expanding me and giving me this ability to do more for him. I'm not at the capacity level where I once was. And let's add a yet to that. I'm not there yet, but I see God moving and working in my mind and I yet know that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think. And see, that, that's how God wants us to think and talk, right? We getting it together today, bestie, because a couple years ago, I couldn't even concentrate on things just at all. I couldn't take in new information without being dazed and confused. I, I found it real difficult and discouraging to try and learn anything new. And while it's still challenging, I see the victories that God has and continues to give to me. Now, I know that for somebody like me who suffered injury to my brain from almost 30 seizures in a short span of time, brain damage and long term after effects from that kind of intense trauma is to be expected. Right. But by the grace of God, come on. Hallelujah. I'm still here. Shouldn't be. But here I sit. And so my brain went through something and I know I got to be patient with myself. I get that part. But what that don't mean is that I should stop expecting God to do new stuff. And I, that don't mean I should stop expecting him to go beyond my expectations. Like I see him work and create breakthroughs in, in areas that seemed impossible, impenetrable, irreversible, like in 2 Samuel 5 and 17. I want you to pay attention to this. We see... The second battle David had to fight, and it was against the Philistines. 
And when we hear David and the Philistines, we usually think Goliath, right? So an all familiar opponent. Philistines couldn't stand David. And so they came in full force. The Bible said they was looking for David and then they spread out in the valley of Rephaim. And this is according to verse 18. And bestie, the word Rephaim in Hebrew means giants. Ah, I love this. So God had anointed King David, but that didn't mean he didn't have to come against giants. But in verse 19, David prayed and he asked God, shall I go? And attack the Philistines. Will you deliver them into my hands? And let me pause for a minute because I love, love, love this prayer, Bestie, because it makes us aware that David had this understanding that he might be the one to launch the attack, but only God can deliver. Come on, church. Tell your neighbor only God. Now, sometimes we forget that, don't we? We we feel so much weight on our shoulders and all this pressure because we think We got to do it on our own. No, God might use your hands, but it is his mighty hand that delivers, boo. Well, God told David, go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands. And listen to this. Verse 20 says, so David went to Baal-perazim and there he defeated them. He said, As waters break out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. So that place was called Baal Perazim. This is so good, Bestie, because Baal, though we most of the time associate it like with false gods in the Bible, in Hebrew, it's not a personal name. It's it's a title that means master or Lord. It just means Lord or master. And Perazim in Hebrew means breaches. And to breach is to make a gap in and a break and and to break through like a wall or a barrier or a defense. So David was essentially calling God the Lord of the breakthrough. Ooh, we. So then in the Valley of Giants, Raphael, David shows us you don't have to worry because you serve the Lord of the breakthrough in the Valley of Affliction. mm, No worries because the Lord of the breakthrough is there. So whatever challenges impairments, hindrances, or struggles, insecurities you face, Baal Perazim, the master, our great God, who breaks through walls, barriers, and defenses will secure your breakthrough. It's like that um, Travis Green song when he'd be like, you move mountains, you cause walls to fall. I forgot it that fast. I was about to sing. It was like, I don't remember none of these lyrics, but something about you move mountains and all that. God is the God of the breakthrough. (laughs) Bestie, pray for the praise leader. Amen. The jukebox forgot the lyrics. So I need another quarter in me for the jukebox. So, um, but that's why we ain't got to be timid or scared. That's what God's been trying to tell us. So, so listen, you got to do some soul searching just like I had to and really ask yourself, you know what? Like for real, what's been worrying me or scaring me, making me feel inferior? What looks like a giant to me? Like it's too big for me to overcome. What makes me feel timid, embarrassed even? What's holding me back? Have I been feeling like, like, I'm the one who has to do it all in this valley of giants, you know, 
I need some more water. What's your giant that look like it's towering over you and it's just too big a hurdle or obstacle for you to overcome? You got to ask yourself, did I forget along the way that, that I serve the Lord of the breakthrough? He will create openings and gaps and opportunities, bestie, for you to infiltrate and dominate in areas that the enemy hopes to keep you out of. Like the Jebusites was just laughing and disrespecting David. And he said, oh, you think it's funny? Not only am I going to overtake your, your territory, I'm going to rename it after myself. So like when I think about breakthrough, I get the image in my mind of a dam or a levee breaking and raging, unstoppable floodwaters just bursting through it. And I'm learning in my day-to-day walk with God, bestie, that he's even able to break through mental and emotional barriers so that I can accomplish his will. The fact that you hear my voice on this podcast is proof positive that God is doing that. So let me ask you again, where do you need a breakthrough? Like what you need from God, God is going to turn that place, that one right there into Baal Perizim for you and come bursting through with a mighty flood of favor. You got to believe it. God sent me to tell somebody, you're worrying for nothing. I'm the Lord of the breakthrough, and there is nothing too hard for me. And to remind you of God's power, I I, want to stir up Psalm 93 and 4 into your cup of inspiration, which says, the Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than the mighty waves of the sea. And as you drink down the contents of your cup, I want you to remember that he's mightier than than what has come against you or or that obstacle that you're facing. And and the first part of Zephaniah 3 and 17 in the, the New American Standard Bible says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. Bestie, listen, because he is victorious, you are victorious and he is the one who will secure your breakthrough. Trust him. Baal Perazim, the God of the breakthrough, is with you and he goes before you and he's already working in your favor. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. I just declare breakthrough over them right now. I, I feel you leading me to to speak over their life, that that you will open doors that are closed, that you will remove hindrances in their way. You'll give them extraordinary favor. And I pray that you would cast out the spirit of fear that wants to hold them back from doing great exploits for your kingdom. And I thank you on their behalf, oh God, that a windfall of blessings is coming and it will break forth like rushing waters. And you will show yourself mighty and strong on their behalf. In Jesus' name, it is so. Amen. Your daily cup of inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to yourdailycupofinspiration.com. dot